We're back at Blackfriars House with another episode of Thinking Deeper About Growth. Today, I have with me the owners of Forever Unique, Sandeep and Seema Malhotra. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting us. This is like a powerhouse couple. <laughs> Behind every, every successful powerhouse couple, there is an understanding man. Would that be fair? A hundred percent. She just like beats say... me up. She's got the power. <laughs> the power yeah. you actually i feel that you've given me the power she thinks she's got the power well i i will flip it the other way it's I interesting actually, you say that because it's not yeah. it's not an asian thing really is it i mean if we look at traditional kind of roles within a household that's not the done thing is it where the woman has the power she's she she does have it but it's never known it's not I, acknowledged she thinks she's got the power well no. you can't go against <laughs> what you've just said no. <laughs> I don't know if many people know, but we got married very young and it was an arranged marriage. So we were introduced by our parents and it's hard because... You, you don't know, know each other. We didn't know each other. We'd never lived together. You know, we I think we dated for six weeks. Before we um, had to make a decision. Yeah, we got engaged and within eight, nine months we were married. So just just before you get into the nitty gritty of this incredible relationship that you have, what was your conversation with him? Because I know you were career driven. Marriage wasn't, I mean, I come from the same culture. I yeah. know my dad trained me to get married, not to have a career. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the career choice was, was always that. I think um, from the moment I met Sandeep... I want you to role-play, actually. I want you to actually <laughs> do the role-play. <laughs> I was literally like, OK, Sandeep, I don't want to get married. I no, want I a career. And he was like, yeah, I, I'm too young too. And Sandeep said... I'm too young too. <laughs> but I think it helped that I was in the fashion game. I think that sort of like swayed it a little bit. Yeah, we had a lot, even though we're worlds apart, I think he was the first guy that I met that, honestly, you completely believed in me. And that's where you gave me the power to, you know, your exact words were, well, if that's your passion, why are you not doing it? We, you know, and for me, that was like a green light straight away. I was like, yes, well, this guy, yeah. you had ambition. Because I remember you saying to me, um, even though, yeah, we respect our parents, our culture, you said to me, you really want to be something in life and you're not going to stop till you get there. And I just thought, oh, yeah, this is my type of guy. Because <laughs> that's what I wanted. So I think we had a lot of things that were in common, but you gave me the power to believe in me and my dream. Equally, Sandy, did you actually get a choice? Because, again, you know, the kind of culture generally is you got you fall into your father's business or your family business. Was it always what you wanted to do to be in fashion or did you want so to do something really were, random? They were, they were quite relaxed. I studied as a surveyor at university. Right. And I could have gone into surveying. But um, but I saw the colour of money because obviously they were, they were market <laughs> traders. Typical Indian. They were, they were market <laughs> traders at that time. Yeah. So, and I think that time, they did have a hard life to begin with. But at that, at that point when they had a few shops and we started doing the markets was a time where I could see it was a quick win rather than working, <laughs> going down to London or working for someone, you know, doing another three years of training. I love the to honesty. Fully, to become fully qualified. I'm not fully qualified. You know, yeah. I did I did the degree, but that was about it. And then I came straight into the business. But, um, 
Yeah, so I wish I was a surveyor now. Thirty years on, I wish I was in the surveying. I would have bought a few properties. And I would have been a better <laughs> sitting life. on it, yeah, sitting on not it. But, doing that, much. but that time was different at the end of the day. So, mm. so going back to what Seema said before, like I, I always believe that um, we're all born with the same brain matter. So whether male or female, it didn't really matter, you know. Uh, and that's hence the reason, like in that, in that generation, everyone said, right. The wife stays at home, the man goes out and makes the money. But obviously, it was never, my mum's always worked. She helped my father in the market. Your mum helped your father in the market. So it was just that mentality. You work together as a team and try and build something at the end. And that's what we've we've done for the last 30 odd years. And have, have you hit challenging times? Because it must be quite interesting to work and be at home together. So how do you manage to keep the peace? Well, life, life is a roller coaster. <laughs> You know, nothing's perfect, but it's all about compromise at the end of the day. We actually get get on better at work than we do at home. Cause, no, he's right. she's got OCD. I, wanna, I don't I just... know how to switch off. So when I'm at home, I go into the sort of work mode of being a mum, uh, being a housewife, and you just... I want to take my shoes off and then yeah, he wants to on the sofa. Back. And I, I have back. men in the house and they're all really lazy. <laughs> and, I, and I don't like it, so I just crack the whip. But I, I think we have been very, very lucky. Yeah, of course we've had challenges. You know, we're normal as any relationship would be. And let's face it, we didn't even live together. I did not even know him. You know, each day was a learning curve. It still is. We've been together 30 years. And you always have your highs and lows. But that's like anything in life. You you know, you don't give up, do you? You work at it. Mm. You, you know, I don't want to lose him. He's the best thing that's happened to me, so. Aww. Yeah. I think My, he's ready ditto. for a change. You know when a man says ditto, you know? <laughs> I've got to say that, haven't I? <laughs> I'm joking. There's, a, there's always challenging times, though. I think there are always... You know, that's that's healthy. Mm. I think if it wasn't, then it's not really a real relationship. How do you apply that into the work situation? Because you've obviously hit a few hurdles along the way. Oh, well, I think our biggest challenge today was when we were hit with COVID. You know, Forever Unique is just solely, it was occasional wear. And then all of a sudden, there's nowhere to go. And it just wasn't in the UK. This was a worldwide pandemic. And I'd say about a good 60% of our business is international. So we were hit at every angle. Yeah, um, Brexit killed us. COVID killed us. It was all it was all challenging. Production lines, we'd already committed for the next... Because we're a forward order business, we'd already committed our commitment for the next six to 12 months, which big store groups cancelled with us, but we'd already bought the fabric, all the materials. So it wasn't just sales that we'd lost. It's also all the production. If you don't honour those, you lose your factories that you've mm. built up relationships with. So it was, and still is the most, we're still not over the um, effects of COVID yet. Like it's what, two yeah. years on, three years on now? Yeah. But, but what were you feeling at that time when that, that hit? Because COVID, it kind of, it came gradually, but then hit everybody like a real, uh, you know, me, like a me brick. Me personally, I had like the most major meltdown um, <laughs> because I think always, yes, we've had challenges, but nothing to this level. Um, and I just couldn't see a way out. But again, Mr. Calm over here was like, there's always a solution to a problem. You know, maybe we might have to um, downscale. 
But it doesn't matter. Do you know, we're still here. We're living. We're breathing. We're not going to give up. Your health's your wealth. Um, But I I was not great. And obviously, during COVID, we're together. At home (laughs) is the most time we have ever spent. Plus, I'm menopausal, which I didn't know. I literally wanted to kill everyone. I think I cried loads every day. I was miserable, and yeah, I just hated, really hated you and everyone else around me. That's 30, that's 30 years, isn't it? <laughs> I was just going to say, is that not the norm? Yeah, it was hard. It was hard because we'd never experienced anything like that. Yeah, we had a, Listen, we had a great business for 25, 26 years, but you become complacent. You just, just got to keep on learning, haven't you? Mm. You just got to keep on moving, keep on yeah. learning. That's the main thing. If you, st- if you stand still, you've had it. Mm. that's the main thing and I think these things can come and they can knock you down but it's those that even though at the time they feel like they're the most awful moments in your life but I'd honestly say I think they've been our best moments because that's where we've had to think right we've got to work together Mm. as a team you know, we've got we've got young, you know, sons. We're not just going to give up, you know. We've and got they're also staff. in the trade, so I guess they were looking up to you to see how you would handle the yeah. situation. Correct. So <laughs> trying to give someone advice when you don't know yourself what's going to happen around the corner is <laughs> very, it's very difficult. Because, you know, they look up to mum and dad, and mum and dad are always supposed to have the answers, but we yeah. didn't. Mm. Um, and they found it tough. But again, they've got the fight in them because that's what we've instilled into into the kids and this all goes back probably to when our parents you know they came from india they came with nothing Nothing, yeah and the way they grafted Mm. and the challenges that them guys had to deal with is it's like like it kind of makes every you can put everything into perspective because Mm. i i I believe that my parents were the same both had two jobs each i watched them work incredibly hard and my self-talk was, I never wanted to work that hard, <laughs> you yeah. know, because they missed my childhood. Um, you know, my dad now spends a lot of time with his niece and he reflects on the fact that he didn't get that time with mm-hmm. us because he was so busy working, whereas he's retired now and he's absolutely loving life mm-hmm. and loving my niece and my niece yeah. and nephews out in Australia. So for him, it's, it's a whole new world out mm-hmm. there. How much do you think mindset plays a part in how you deal with situations? A lot like everything everything yeah because you're you're quite an advocate for positive attitude and and positive mindset i i am and again i think with the help of having you by my side it's surrounding yourself with positive people that makes you feel that way Mm. you know if you've got because i i'm not gonna lie yeah during covid when everything went pear-shaped i was probably negative to the point where sandeep said you need to stop because your negativity is rubbing off on me, on the boys, on the family, on the family. And that's when, you know, I just thought to myself, what am I doing? Even mm. now, mm. I'll still have a wobble now and again. And then I shake my head and think, right, Do you think, on. though, that's also because of the life that you're now in? I mean, you know, I'm super proud that you represent the Asian nation yeah. within Real Housewives of Cheshire. But it's a very fickle world, isn't it? Yeah. So... How do you then cope with that? Because that's almost an, an extra hurdle on top of what you're already dealing with. It's hard. You know, um, You know, initially I, I found it very difficult because I'd, I'd never done telly before. Mm. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's five, six cameras that are following you around <laughs> daily. Um, you know, going on, I, I've been doing 
bits of live television. I did a documentary on the menopause, which yeah. opened up some doors. And I was so nervous. But do you know what? I've loved it because, again, mm. it was a challenge, something that I've never done. I feel dead proud that I've done it and hopefully shown you know, other youngsters, girls or boys, whoever, that if you really believe in something and you want to give it a shot, there's there's nothing, you know, I don't even like to say the word, you failed. If it didn't work, it's fine. You know, you it's all feedback, isn't it? Yeah, it's not failure. It's, a, it's what you learn from. Mm. Um, so I've enjoyed every single minute of it. It's hard. Um, and yeah, <coughs> you know, I think that's where, again, my mind is stronger now, whereas at the beginning, I'd never looked at myself a certain way because, you know, social media doesn't help. Everyone's yeah. perceived to look a certain way. And again, with the help of maybe the fact that I've just got men around me, they don't really care, men, do they? <laughs> yeah. They'll just say to me, oh, you look gorgeous the way you look anyway. Mm. I think he just doesn't want me to shop or spend or get my hair done. <laughs> she always looks gorgeous. She just stresses for no reason. But that's... But we all look proud of her. You've had the look pill this morning, you, no, haven't you? Have I? I'm like this every day. What it is know? literally, it's, it's nauseating because you I, like I know, that. I do know, yeah. I don't stress. But he genuinely doesn't I, care I don't, about anything. Don't stress. We have this event this weekend and I've been working all week didn't have an outfit, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, let, just stop press right there. You know, you own your own label, and you are just declaring right here on this podcast you did not have anything to You can to imagine, you. I work with these clothes 24-7, and most of the collections are worked in advance six months before I'm looking at the product. So I want to sometimes look at something different. Um, but I did end up wearing Forever Unique. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is... Just you talking to me in the car on the way down, he was like, do you really care? You know, you're going to walk in that room. You're amazing. Believe in yourself. Oh, everybody needs a Sandy Pop. Everyone needs a Sandy Pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should we just, like, clone you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your agent and we'll just sell, we'll sell versions of you. <laughs> I just don't stress. <laughs> you just don't. Is that your mantra? Just yeah, don't, don't stress, stress about anything? Why? Even at the most... Why? You can't do anything about it. True. There's a, there'll be a solution. You always yeah. find a solution at the end of the day. True. Okay, I'll take that. Do you find that inspiration is important in when you're on your... Because I remember you telling me at the age of 20, you mm. had a vision yeah. about what you wanted to be and you knew how you were going to do it. Mm. Obviously, Sandy was a, a massive help along that way, but... Yeah. What what inspires you and who is your inspiration? Again, I'd probably say going back to our parents, I think my parents were our biggest inspiration, just seeing how hard they worked. And, um, and growing up in the 90s, I was inspired by the supermodels. Do you remember the supermodels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naomi Campbell, yeah. Kate Moss. All these women for me were just powerhouses. Mm. Um, and I think that, that was something in my head at that point when I just thought, oh, do you know what, I I am going to do this. Mm. I don't know how, because like I say, I had an arranged marriage. Uh, you know, we even though we knew each other, and you were saying to me, you were saying all the right things that you will work. <laughs> I don't know, he could have quite easily said, no, but you, you're staying at home. You're making chapatis. Making chapatis, <laughs> looking after kids, you know, having 10 kids. But it wasn't <laughs> like that. I was very, very lucky, but I knew in my head, mm. just having, you know, the family values of parents that just seen the way they worked. And my other inspiration was actually my cousin. She actually studied fashion 
Um, and she just used to say to me, you will do it. You'll find a way and don't ever give up. Yeah. You all need that yeah. one person, don't you, that believes yeah. in you. That's that's really something. Sandy, do you want to add to that? Or? <laughs> Let her talk, it's fine. Who inspired you? Yeah. There's loads of inspirational people, but I think what I'm most proud of, because we live up north, there's a lot of businesses in Manchester that have, in the last 10 years, that have done really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. You know, people like the Hook Group, AO Group, Boohoo Group, they've all done really well. So as a, a local lad, you still think you know, it's possible, everything's possible in life because we're all market traders yeah. that have all built up something yeah. in the business That whole Stevenson Square crew. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. But, oh but like God. I said, there's others not just in the rag trade. There's mm-hmm. a lot from outside the rag trade. Yeah. Like I said, the Hook Group have done amazingly well. You know, I've met Oliver Cookson. He's done well with my protein, like the AO, AO.com. They've done really well. JD Sports have done really well. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So all these brands that are all based in the northwest of England who started from... I'm not saying nothing, but started from somewhere and they've achieved, you know, multi-level businesses, which are, which makes me dead proud and also ambitious at the same time. So, mm. so do you think you've hit your pinnacle of success now? No, there's a long no. way to go. What should we expect from you, um, individuals? I'm not saying forever unique because it could be separate to that. Yeah, so because obviously, you, co- co- you. listen, COVID, uh, we had to, it was one step forward, two steps backwards. It did hit us very hard as a business, but. On the back of that, we've diversified in other businesses, invested in a few other businesses as well, which I'd never have done before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, the green shoots are coming, but they've not come yet. But I, I feel confident they will come. Um, you know, so it's just investing in different things. I'm, I've learned now not to put all my eggs into one basket, you know, because yeah. that's what we did do. Yeah. You know, we're, I was the first man in the Risk last out, whereas now I probably change direction now all right i'm not the first man in but i try and be the last man out at the end of the day and i'm working from home i would never do this pre-covid but yeah. post-covid i've left the office to come here yeah and i'm gonna head back we to would, the office he would never i feel leave. honored i yeah, feel no, honored that you have graced me with we, your presence we've like the staff saying where are you going so i'm gonna do a podcast you've never done one before <laughs> so i can't, I can't say no to deeper can i you heard it here first guys this is yeah his I, first ever podcast and it's here with thinking deeper about growth so there you go <laughs> thank yeah. you both yeah. so much it's been honestly inspiring because i know i watch you and I've, I've been friends with you for years. So just to see you grow you. is is inspirational. I feel quite emotional about that. And that's good because it's good to see one of one of us, you know, really reaching the heights. So yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you both you. for coming on the show. Thanks for inviting us.